Hi, everybody. You're listening to this month's program of Raising Our Voices on 3CR on 855 on the AM band. And, and today's people, we have Amanda Miller. That's me from Reinforce. James Tegan from Reinforce. And Warren. Um, oh, oh I've, I've forgotten somebody. Lisa from BIM. And, and welcome to you all. And today's subject is human rights and the COVID-19 pandemic. The bug. Yuck. Thanks. And I'm Bronwyn from Armida. I'd like to do acknowledgement of country. We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we broadcast and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait listeners today. Today, we are discussing our human rights during the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic. I've had a look at um, the Australian Human Rights Commission on limiting human rights, and I've noted that their starting point is that everyone's human rights are precious and should only be restricted yep. when there is no other alternative. Protecting public health and protecting human rights are not mutually exclusive. So measures to protect public health and human rights go together like the right to life. And restrictions on human rights can sometimes be justified if they are necessary to protect public health. This is their view. I think that everyone here today has their own view and I would like to open the discussion to, to each person to say whatever it is that you think about what's going on with the restrictions and our human rights at the moment. Uh, th- I would like to add something else. Um, every time I've heard people's human rights, it makes me think of, of the, the Victorian human rights and uh, and responsibility and, and and I just found or I've known for a little while about Section 12, Freedom of, of Movement. And it's got some examples of, of if you're in a tram, this, and this seems a lot more, lot more easy to understand than what this, what this other guy's talking about. And and every time I hear human rights, people want people want that. Excuse me, there's a pandemic, and and my mind switches to section twelve, the freedom of movement under that state. And I and I know that radio hasn't got pictures, but I'm showing up in, in where I got that clause from. If you're interested. Mm. <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's great the freedom of movement in the Victorian Charter of Human Rights it's a very important point and I would and I would like to just just round that up if I could and it's a Victorian government taking a good a good look at that section twelve of that state act 
and the plus who has been fully vaccinated. There's a couple of people here fully vaccinated. What type of friends are we going to get? Great question. I also uh, remember that Victoria is the only state in Australia that has a human rights charter. The other Isn't states... the ACT got one as well? Oh, have they? Oh, maybe they do. Maybe. I'm not too sure, but I think that's what I had read. You're probably right, Lisa. But I think it's an argument for Australia to have a national human rights. Mm. Well, in in law, Law. yeah. But they don't because they rely on the Constitution. Does that mean state level too? Are they just going by the federal Constitution? I don't know by which one. By the federal, I, be- I believe the federal. James, what are your thoughts about human rights during COVID? I, I mean, uh, the human rights need to be followed by everyone and I agree that everyone needs their own freedom. Are you finding it difficult with lockdown? Lockdown number six we're in at the moment. Uh, I I do find it difficult, but, I mean, everyone needs to have, I mean, you're allowed to go out and about for a walk and, yeah, I mean, it's, I I, I don't know, it is hard because everyone, everyone is working from home. Warren, what are your thoughts about, Human rights. Oh, sorry, Amanda. Were you going to say? Did um uh, um um the, by the time this lockdown does leave, I've got a list to catch up with stuff. Mm. <laughs> Warren, do you want to share your thoughts and your views about what's going on with human rights during COVID? Yeah, uh, my views are. Uh, Fairly mundane, I would say. Um, look, I, I understand that the Victorian government uh, went to a lot of trouble to make sure that the human rights and the emergency powers that were enabled way back at the start of it all would be uh, uh, not renewed, uh, reviewed. Yes, reviewed all the way through to make sure that the conditions were still in place. And as soon as those conditions dropped, that the the whole, you know, emergency medical legislation would drop as well. So I, th- I think that's probably the best way of going forward and, and just having that review all the way through. Um, speaking of dropping uh, um, powers and all other other stuff by the state government, there was a six-month thing of the powers and it elapsed and then they said for another six months and I think that gone and I don't I don't know if it's, it's on for another six months or another 12 months until we get out of lockdown. That's what I understand according to the 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 news and that stuff so yeah right 
Lisa, do you, do you have any um, other views you'd like to share? I'm not happy. That's why I'm not saying too much because I'm so kind of over it to begin with, so over it. Um, I don't think things are going lawfully. In fact, I think a lot of things are being taken advantage of and they're um, instilling us the f fear in us by hyping on about the death rate, the hospital rate, the ICU rate, the ventilator rate, the whatever rate. They're instilling fear in us. I mean, imagine we can't walk down the street without having a mask on, and if we don't have it on, we cop the dirtiest looks. Yeah. I have a, a, a close friend of mine who's not able to wear a mask because mm. of a valid reason. And um, she has been refused some services. Yes, I know. I can understand that that would happen. Even though she's explained that she has a valid reason and she, she's got an exemption. She tried to access some pathology service and, and she was turned away. Mm. Does, she have, does she have a letter from a doctor Stating why she can't wear a mask? Yeah, she does. Oh, right. They still refuse to. Yeah, so I said to her. Yeah, a friend of mine has, a, has an exemption as well. and But she finds that if she doesn't wear a mask, she, mm. um, she cops the dirtiest looks and for no reason. Mm. Yeah, I, I uh, said to my friend, look, I think you should approach the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission about this because you've been knocked back from, from a service where you need to, it's a necessary thing. You need, yeah. you need to get this done. Yeah. Um, I went onto the webpage the other day for the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission and I noticed that they have a sign saying that they're very busy at the moment. They're inundated, I think, with complaints that have been lodged. I imagine because I believe that that wouldn't be the, that would only be one of them, one of the many, one of the very many. I was doing some further reading and I noticed that um, international human rights law allows governments to restrict many rights and freedoms during a public health emergency such as a pandemic for the safety of everyone in the community. Or for the sake of our, maintaining our society. And that's like given that we want this society to be maintained. Yeah. But nobody asks us that. No. And there were certain criteria. It was saying that they, um, that laws, that any changes must be prescribed by law. Yeah, they must be necessary and proportionate to the evaluated risk. That governments must be transparent about the reasons why they consider restricting human rights as necessary. And any, any limitations on, on human rights must be within the minimum necessary to address the emergency and in place for the shortest amount of time needed to deal with the emergency. And the measures must be consistent with international law and must not discriminate against people on the grounds of race, sex, age, disability or sexual preference. And the need for the restrictions must be regularly assessed. And the moment they're not 
no longer necessary, they must cease. What are your thoughts on the restrictions in Victoria, in particularly Melbourne at this time? Um, he, it is cutting a lot of people off with disability because they can't do do go to the shops and buy their clothes, or go and visit friends, and I'm just itching to get back to some kind of normality maybe before this bug had come along on and shut this state down. It's driving me crackers, and I wish I wish to all the people out there who don't wear masks, who are not clicking on with QR code and 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 not not um, sanitising their hands, get 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 off their butt and do the right thing. If you do that, we might get out of this shit shorter, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm finding um, myself as a, as a person with a physical disability that um, my current situation is not that different to my everyday life and I, I imagine quite a few other people would feel that way. The, the thing that I miss most is seeing my family and my friends. Mm. I, I was able to do some of that and I do miss that. And, and to... I miss seeing people. Like humanities, and and that I can't go and see my family up in Queensland, or because I can't yet fly, or give and take, and 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 it's workmate, and everything's not the same here. I I I just want to get back in the land of the living of people, work, volunteer work, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Mm. James, how, how, do you have any other thoughts about what's going on in Victoria and Melbourne especially? Well, I, 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 I miss um, doing face-to-face meetings in person and I um, miss my seeing my friends face-to-face. <laughs> I miss going out for lunch with with friends, uh, I, yeah, just miss it. missing a lot of things like doing face-to-face stuff and catching up with friends. And, uh, and speaking of things, mate, I'm missing my stuff to do what's on my hat. Yeah, I know that, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Get this bug off so I can go back to my Star Trek life, pal. Take <laughs> it off, take it off, take it off. Mm. <laughs> Warren, what, what do you think about what's going on in Melbourne, in Victoria? Like yourself, Bronwyn, I'm very much, uh, not much changes <laughs> whether there's a restrictions or lockdowns and what I do in my day-to-day life. But there are certain aspects that are, that are missing. Like I, I can't go and see my daughter as often as I want to. And I think that's the biggest one for me at the moment. And, and not knowing 
or not having a, an end date at the moment is so, so frustrating, I think is probably the best word. But, you know, I've gone through most of the other lockdowns without too much worry and, not, you know, my mental health has stayed fairly stable. Um, but this last one, it's with no end date and and seeing numbers rising, you know, daily, hourly, you know, that it's getting very scary and I'm really feeling uh, alone, I think, is probably the best word rather than lonely. It's more like a, a very isolated. And uh, and I and this is Amanda speaking here. Uh, th- um, the numbers that I can see on the TV um, each day and each that does would not worry me now, or because they flick on people vaccinated and and, and since us two guys have been vaccinated. In, in raising a voice, Tim, uh, 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 I stared down the vaccinated people and said, come on, get up vaccinated numbers, get up, I want to get out of prison. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's got a, uh, it's sort of a double-edged sword, that one, with uh, uh, attracting uh, or using yep. being vaccinated as a passport out. Yeah. I mean, some people will think, oh, I've got my vaccine. I'm invulnerable now. Nothing can hurt me. So they'll just go out and do all the wrong things. But I am holding up a, uh, a photocopy of my of, of my digital record. I know through the I hasn't got TV, but... We need more people to get this bit of paper in the shorter time we're in a lockdown. Yeah, get, get vaccinated and you'll have more freedoms. Go get it now. Anyone concerned about the restrictions being too harsh or going up for too long, thinking that, you know, there's another way of doing it perhaps? or Yes. And I don't know what the other way is, but I'm sure that if they put their brains together, their minds together, they could come up with something. Mm. And 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 on no one state is having um a a right raising vaccination and all that. Can't they give in Victoria the people who've been vaccinated just? Just two or three bit more freedom so we don't feel down in the dumps. At least we've got a tiny bit of freedom among the bars. Mm. <laughs> if that makes sense to all you guys out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, the, if you know, say so you had your, your, your double jab and your little vaccination card and that meant that you weren't limited to the five kilometres, so... That's that's the big one for me, you know. It's, it's mm. I'm out here in Dandenong, so it's what twenty five to thirty kilometers into the city, just to get to our uh, communal home of Ross House, hey. and we can't get there. And no, 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if we get the double jab, can we go that far? Can we go into town and, yeah. and see our, you know, our spiritual family, if you will? Yep. Yep. I miss the city. I miss walking around, looking at the shops, not buying necessarily, but just knowing that they're there to be looked at. And and the time stops not very far from me. I miss waiting like and and getting on the tram and seeing all these different things that window and everything else. So life is not normal, but people who've been vaccinated and and do have their certificates should be allowed to get some freedoms. Ugh. I was doing some further reading as Bronwyn from Amida again um, about the the Australian Human Rights Commission concern around the lack of transparency of government in explaining the continued justification for some emergency measures and even identifying which level of government is responsible for some measures. Some of the decisions have been put into legislation and and some were introduced in other ways, which means they cannot be easily reviewed and they don't automatically require independent human rights scrutiny at the time of the decision. So what happens in our, in our parliament, in our, in our laws, is that anything that is passed into legislation is um, checked for the human rights compatibility. If it's not compatible with human rights, then, it, then there's, a, there's a question, is there a way that it can be made compatible with human rights or, or does the law need to be changed to make it compatible? Um, and if measures are, are, are being passed without being put into legislation, it skips that step. So it means, uh, yeah, it's questionable about whether or not it, it, it is compatible with human rights. And um, so there, there are some measures that have been put in place and affecting people and without having the, the checks and balances that ordinarily exist within our democracy. Oh. That is where the transparency, I think, gets blurred and the accountability is, is, is there. Um, there's a real risk to Australians being exposed to potential unnecessary restrictions that, to their rights and freedoms it went when that type of thing happens. So that that's what their concerns were about some of the decisions being made. And rightly so, I believe, because this is it doesn't it is not ending up to be a, a democratic issue. It's a power issue for for lots of people within government. It's another way to um or out, not in government necessarily, just out in the community. It's another power, a way to gain more power. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for listening to Raising Our Voices. It's been a very interesting program. Thank you for all the guests and all other stuff too. And and stay tuned for next, next month's program. And now slip and slide into a song which has got to do with the current bug. Bye, and thank you for listening in. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you.
we're going to be listening to Catch My Disease by Ben Lee.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.